Radio. Did you bring the movie for us to watch for the podcast? It's going to be like that, isn't it? We got to put the movie into the box for the podcast. <sighs> Look, all right, just here, here, just, just, there's the DVD player. Just put the movie in. Let's get this over with because I swear to God, this is going to be long if you're going to be like this the entire time. This big box isn't going in right on the DVD player. Brandon, it's a DVD, okay? It's a DVD player, not a VHS machine, all right? You need to put the that in the DVD player. Put that videotape down, okay? And get if it's not a VCR player, put the DVD in. I'll just shove it really hard. Uh-oh, 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 uh-oh. We got sparks, <sighs> sparks, 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 sparks. Nathan, we got sparks. It's just, not working. It's because you're trying to cram a... VHS into my DVD player. Would you stop? Stop doing one that. One more shove. Just one more. I swear to God, Brandon, knock it. Like, look, okay. I hate musicals to begin with. I really can't stand this uh, this musical movie thing that we're doing. If you could just stop with the singing, put the DVD play the in the DVD player, and then we could just watch it and get it over with. Okay. I'm no longer gonna sing. I promise I won't sing anymore. I swear to God, Brandon, if you keep this up. I'm going to be talking the rest of the time. If you do this the entire time, there is not a jury in the world that will convict me. I fought the law and the law won. Uh, Okay, you get some points for the Clash cover, all right. Brian Adams, ladies and gentlemen. That's when I'm under pressure now The question always comes back to me What were they thinking now? Welcome to What Were They Thinking Now? Swear to God. Swear to God. Hey, we just heard some music open the show, Nathan. I'm just going with it. Yeah, you know what? That's a that's a, that's a bit of uh, pre-recorded studio stuff that fits perfectly there. Okay? Musical, especially live-action movie musicals, are bullshit. Because no one just randomly bursts into elaborately choreographed dance numbers while singing uh, pitch-perfect songs with... Music backups that's coming from nowhere. Um, okay, first of all, number one, like an RKO. Uh, number two, um, so you're you're saying that like space uh, aliens exist? No, I'm not, Brendan. I'm not saying <laughs> okay. that. Okay, I'm just saying if we're going with the it doesn't exist rule, <laughs> I, it's not the doesn't exist rule. Is it's it's just something that I I have an issue with because it takes me out of it. Uh, any movie that I, I see that has that sort of thing going on, it, it takes me out of the movie every time it happens. It's I'm fine if it's a musical in a theater. I'm sure I've said this before, but I'm fine if it's a musical that's in a theater, like with a you know on a stage with a proscenium arts. That's a concert type setting. I'm okay with the musical there. I'm even okay if it's a cartoon musical, but for some reason, when it comes to an actual movie 
musical, unless it is done to a farcical nature, a la The Muppets or Cannibal the Musical, I can't even deal with it. So if you couldn't tell, guys, uh, well, first of all, I'm Brendan. I'm Nathan. And if as if you couldn't tell, uh, we're going to be talking about a musical on this here podcast, and uh, I'm not going to take the blame for this like I did for Cats, because uh, I definitely picked Cats, 1,000 most full-throated pick I've ever made, um, but I did. I, I am not responsible for this one. Yes, I said full-throated. <laughs> Is that the second? No, that's the- not the first time I've heard that expression this week, either. Oh, wonderful. Ugh, disgusting. I'm glad. Um... But this one was picked by one of our brand new patrons, uh, Grant. Thank you very much for your patronage. Thank you for your pick. Uh, Let's dive in because we are going to be talking about the 2006 Disney Channel original film, High School Musical. High School Musical, what do you need to know? Well, it came out in 2006. It is the movie that kind of launched the careers of Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens, which if you watch this movie, I I would argue pretty easy to tell that they are the two that make it out of this thing unscathed and able to do other things because they have the most charisma out of anyone else although they are not the uh they are not the first of this cast uh the uh, to appear on this podcast actually we have not talked about them on, the, on this po- oh we have talked about Vanessa Hudgens though Nathan because mm-hmm. we talked about sucker punch right Okay, but we have talked. We have not talked about Zac Efron, but yes, who is the gentleman in this film that we have discussed? Oh, the freestyle <laughs> Mr. Mr. Corbin Bleu. Corbin Bleu. Bleu. Um, <laughs> uh, he is in this movie as Chad, and no, he doesn't play the bully. Weirdly enough, um, <laughs> it's just a character literally named Chad. So this movie is about a um a, a high school musical. Well, you know what? Let's just start it because. It's just, let's just get into it. This movie opens on New Year's Eve at a um, at, at a, a party. skiing lodge. Is it a skiing lodge? They are. Everyone okay. is on vacation uh, at the skiing lodge for New Year's Eve, and immediately I loathe everything about this movie. You don't like skiing lodges? I just, I, you know what? I I have I don't know, man. It's just maybe it's like the the classist in me, but I don't. Ah, anytime someone, I, I gotta, I'm gonna watch a movie uh, about uh, you know wealthy people doing wealthy things. I, I'm immediately checked out. <laughs> um, but yeah, High School Musical does open on a ski lodge, Nathan's favorite place to be. Um, got nothing against ski lodges. I got nothing against skiing. I just got, I, I don't know. It's mm, this this movie rankles me in 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 a way that I didn't think it was going to. You. <laughs> Didn't think it was going to? Uh, no, in a way, I didn't think it was going to. Oh, gotcha. I knew, I, I knew I was going to be wound up by the by the time I got finished it because it's 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 a live action Disney Channel musical. Mm-hmm. So right out of the gate, it's got three strikes against it. <laughs> we we start out we start out getting right into it because we meet Vanessa Hudgens who plays Gabriella, mm-hmm. and she she. Uh, she she's there. She just wants to hit the books. She doesn't really want to party. She's like, listen, I just wanna I just wanna look at my books. And her parents are like, no, no, no. Her parents, by the way, I don't think that we ever see parents again after this scene. Well, uh, but, well except for Zach's dad. Right, right, right. But we and and we see his mom here, don't we? 
yes, and we see Gabriella's mom two more times, I think. Okay. Because I, uh, my question yeah. later was like, did his mom die between the New Year's Eve scene <laughs> and going back to school? Yeah, you figure they're with all the stuff that happens later, but we, and we'll get into it. But you figure you would have seen the mom, you know, uh, you know, putting the dopey dad on the right path, which is like, you know, kind of like a trope for movies like this. I was shocked. I was like, either that's going to happen or somebody died of Disney disease. Somebody died of Disney disease. <laughs> Yeah, it's when it's when you start a movie and like the kid just has one parent and they never really explain it. Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, the my three sons rule. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Gabby wants to hit the books and Troy, Troy, Zach Efron. He just wants to play basketball, dude. Just wants to play some b-ball outside of the school. Um, but then, uh, the, yeah, the mom just wants another party and she's like, you know, just go to the kids' party, and he's like kids party she's like okay young adults party there is no chaperone at this young adults party i don't know one of those young adults looked to be at least 32 well i mean granted okay there are no adult characters at right this young, right <laughs> young there was one party. person though i was like mm, they've got a they've got a degree or something they've they've graduated a university <laughs> So they're having this like karaoke contest, I guess. And Apparently forced karaoke. Forced karaoke because they pick like Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens and they're like, what? Don't make me sing. Don't make me sing. Yeah. And uh, my note here is I already hate this with the intensity of a thousand suns. <laughs> well, I, I love the, the trope that they start off with here because like, you know, Troy is just like, Zac Efron's like. I can't sing. Immediately start singing like a professional singer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just love that cut. And it's like, it's not even like the way the the audio, the mixing is done here. It's very like, oh, this was obviously ADR'd. Like we know, we know, we know musicals yeah. are ADR'd, but this is like clear as day yeah yeah like there's there's almost like a an, an audible shift in like the background noise you could tell <laughs> yeah it almost turns into like a disney music video when they start singing yep um probably so they could just take the clip out and put that as the disney music video and and pop it on to the you know the the cd uh or you know mp3s depending on how the kids were getting it uh yep. at the time uh, but they start singing they start singing this song about being in love and you're like oh they're in love I never open my heart to all the possibilities Ooh, I know that something has changed never felt this way and right here tonight this could be the start of something new it feels so It's just like Danny and Sandy. It's just like Sandy and Danny Zuko just falling in love over over uh, over winter break and coming back to high school. So he nailed her under the bleachers. Well, that's what he says he did. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, he says that she nearly drowned, and he says that he just showed up splashing around. So I mean, who do we believe, right? I do think that they definitely consciously were going for Greece. Yeah. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> Without the horrible message at the end of that movie, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, man. There's, there's still, there's some pretty horrible messages going on in this movie. 
I mean, no. they get some like, you know, limp noodled. Uh, I don't know redemption or uh, dismissal of those previous messages, but it's not a it's not a as you said full throated uh, dismissal of those messages. Well, we'll see when we get to it here. But uh, after after they sing this song together, um, they're all awkward around each other as you know young teens are when they're... oh as young beautiful people are yeah they're yeah. super awkward yeah. Mm. Well, I guess they're both beautiful, so it cancels out. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, they're talking about like how they're they're talking about their singing history, and I like how Troy is just like, well, just singing into my shower, I guess. <laughs> and, and at least Vanessa Hudgens, they had her be like, oh, I used to be in a church choir, so at least she hmm. has like some background. But the fact that they just have Troy being like, I'm just kind of sing casually. They do exchange phone numbers before they go and mm-hmm. pictures because that's what yeah. kids did back in the day. On their flip phones, by the way, I love the flip phones. That was the flip, yeah. It was was, this predates smartphones. Yeah, the most like telling sign of 2006 is the flip phones. Um, And then, and then suddenly we cut to uh, everybody going to school, everybody going to high school, and there's big wildcats sing along. And uh, I mean, it's it's brief at East High. Mm -hmm. No, no, okay. High schools get named after people. There and sometimes locations, but usually pretty specific locations. I have never ever once encountered an East High or a West High. Okay, uh, I uh, it it boggles my East Vancouver High. Sure, why not? Are you saying they should have uh, they should have called it like Liza Minnelli High School or something? Well, they're they're going to school in like Albuquerque, aren't they? It's like it's in New Mexico, isn't it, or Arizona? I don't know. It's some, some desert place. You know. I, mm. Uh, but we meet a lot of the characters here. We meet our old friend Corbin Blow uh, from uh, from uh, Freestyle, and he's he's a jock, and he's still an, a dick in this movie. <laughs> yep. But we meet we meet you know she's like the school bitch or whatever. She's Sharpe Ashley Tisdale. Point is she's there, and Chad gets a super good burn on her by being like, "Guys, I wonder what she did over winter break. Mirror shopping. <laughs> Let's go to the uh. quad." <laughs> We um uh we get to meet the uh the principal because uh Gabriella is coming in for her first day. She's a new student at East High. Mm-hmm. And the principal uh looks like a microwaved John Cho. <laughs> you got a John Cho action figure or a Funko Pop and stuck it in the microwave, this is what it would look like. <laughs> and he is a very biased principal. <laughs> like he's a he's he's a bit of an unprofessional principal. Mm. But uh, yeah, Vanessa Hudgens' first day there, and uh, I believe this is she's in the same the same class at the beginning with uh, with Troy, um, with the drama teacher who despises cell phones. I'm gonna tell you they overplayed this so bad. Well, I'm gonna tell you right now, this woman is going to murder someone based yeah. on this performance here because she is like anti technology. It seems. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, yeah, you mentioned overplaying it. I mean, this is the staple of the Disney Channel. Every character is uh, is over the top and loud. Not so much characters as they are caricatures, right? Yeah, right. she's over the top, hating the the cell phones and stuff like that. And detention uh, for her is uh, equates to uh, working on sets uh, for the you know the 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 drama production. Um, 
So yeah, that's that's a good way for kids to to really get into the arts and and enjoy being in theater is to force them to do it. Using it as a punishment. There's nothing kids like better than being forced to do stuff. In fact, it's the, they they just want to keep doing it because they've been forced so many times, and they they just keep doing it out. Mm. <laughs> well, I think this actually has happened, though. That's the thing. Like, I I feel like this this kind of shit's gone down in high school. It and has. Just like, how yeah. do you? How, how, like, you're making me do this. Why would you think I'd ever actually want to do this now? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. It, it's it's been a punishment before. So why would I ever see it as something that I would enjoy doing? Right. It's or it's like if you were in the drama thing and like some people came along that didn't want to be there, you wouldn't even want them there. Right. Be like, oh, so you're gonna fuck up our sets or not do anything or just get in the way? Like, yeah, go do something else. Go like sit in the corner or something. Or you know, go sit in a classroom, quiet for you know half hour, forty five minutes, however long your detention is, because that's how detention works. Mm-hmm. You don't trying- go on Saturday mornings either, because that's <laughs> bullshit as well. Despite how much I love that movie. <laughs> <sighs> I'm getting fucking just wound right up here. I gotta. Ugh. Anyhow. But uh, Troy and um, Gabby are already finishing each other's sentences at this point. And we're like, you know, 10 minutes into this fucking movie. And they're already <laughs> like fully, fully in tune with each other. There's a sign-up sheet outside uh, for the <laughs> musical. And and um, Sharpay, again, I can't get over that name. It's so, it's so ridiculous. But Sharpay is, the again, she's the, you know, the blonde-haired uh, uh, jerk face. Yes, and she, she is She is all about theater or at least right. being the center of attention and she signs her name on it in like huge letters so no one else can sign up and uh, it, it changes shape a couple of times in the shots what <laughs> bro i was on set making sure that shit was consistent are you telling me i don't know how to do my job bro yes that's exactly what i'm saying mark I don't know why I took that job being continuity for High School Musical. I don't know why. Was it part of your, you know, uh, community service? <laughs> Listen, I'm not here to talk about that. Okay. That okay. never happened. <laughs> Are you sure? You guys watched The Happening? That happened. That It did, yeah. Anyway, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. Turtle, turtle's over there. I gotta, I gotta head out. All right, say hi to your mother for me. Yeah, well. Yeah, so so Sharpe is signing up. Uh, I think at this point, do we also meet like her twin brother Ryan, who wears a different oh hat in every scene? God, this quasi incestuous relationship. Ooh. Okay, yeah, I'm. This is not a part I'm defending. This was weird as fuck. Yes, yes, it absolutely was, and it only gets stranger as the movie progresses. Oh, we'll get yeah. Let's just let's just say for now they're too close, far <laughs> too close, way too close for brother and sister. I don't care if they're twins; it's super weird. Um, but uh, you know, essentially, Troy is thinking about signing up, and Gabby is thinking about signing up, but they don't really do it yet because Chad essentially tells Troy, not in these words, but you know, this is what he means <laughs> that musicals are gay. Yeah, I mean that's basically what he says, right? Because he's like. You do this, oh, you got to put on, like, costumes and makeup? Ooh, frightening. Here's the thing. This came out in 2006. I'm really surprised that they went full stop on it. They didn't go all the way. You know, because yeah. it's it was um, it was kind of that, that jumping over period when people mm. were still using it in the pejorative, you know, without a second thought. 
you know, between like 2005 and 2007 or 8 was when it really started to fall out of favor with a lot of people. So I was I, I was really surprised that, that, that it didn't pop up at least once in this movie. <laughs> so, yeah, Chad is like, don't do that. That's gay. Anyway, let's go play basketball. Cue musical number. Get your head <laughs> in the game. Hmm. I will say, like, I, I'm all, obviously Nathan and I are very different on this uh, on this aspect because I do like a bad musical. I like a good musical, but I love a bad musical. This is the one song in the movie where I was like, "Okay, this is annoying." <laughs> this was my breaking point. This song right here, I was like, "No, no, it's it's so fucking repetitive, and it's no, it's too much." Didn't didn't care for it. I just I, I find it funny because. The, the idea that he's trying to dissuade him from joining the school musical and they immediately do a musical number right afterwards. I mean, I think that's part of the joke, but it's still a, a, a obnoxious, annoying musical number. And then, they, then when it's all said and done, they just walk out and, and leave uh, the basketballs loose about the court. They don't put any of their equipment away. Inconsiderate oh. bastards. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, uh, Sharpay is like, well, this Gabby girl might want to audition, so I must destroy her. Let's go online to searchtheinternet.com. <laughs> searchtheinternet.com. <laughs> Quite possibly the worst fake internet search in a movie, I think. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's definitely up there. I can't think of. Truth or Dare Mexico is close. No, but I mean just the the idea of the name of the search engine. Like they just search couldn't the internet. search the internet. Like, all, like okay, so maybe you wouldn't have been able to get Google. I mean, it it was a juggernaut at that point. But I yeah. feel that if they had approached Yahoo and said, "Hey, we're Disney, we want to put your search engine name in our movie," and the gajillions of kids who watch the Disney Channel and see this movie are going to have their eyes on Yahoo.com. Yahoo would have been like, go right ahead. We don't even need any money for it. And you go right ahead. This movie is also surprisingly, like I didn't mention at the top, but it's also surprisingly pretty low budget. I guess it's a Disney Channel movie. Yeah. But I mean, I think it costs like $3, $3 million to make. Well, no, none which... of them were stars or anything at that point, right? No, but I mean, you think like... I don't know, production value. It does have some production value. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. It seems kind of low budget, but yeah. So so they search the internet. Oh, and it's all to find out that Gabby is brainy. She's a nerd. Mm. I know what we can do. We can lure her over to join the decathlon, and then she'll be too preoccupied with that, and she won't want to audition. Right. Uh, but she doesn't. But Gabby is like, no, I don't want. I don't really want to be like doing that right now. I want to be in my classes. I want to kind of get my grades up first. Well, yeah, because be, uh, not only she is Sharpe wanting to do that, but uh, she's approached by the the girl who was like the head of the the academic decathlon team, and whose name escapes me right now. Uh, I have it written down as Taylor. Taylor. Okay. Yeah. Thus, she she's the one that hooks up with Chad later. I believe she's the like yeah who's like super snobby about anybody who's not on the academic decathlon team right and she's like, also if they're jocks they're idiots if they're drama people they're idiots if they're anything that's not academic decathlon they're idiots and she wants nothing to do with them <laughs> she's also super aware of like how to talk to everyone in their own language she's kind of like the um 
not as horrible of a person, but she's kind of like the Regina George where she knows just, just in the sense where she knows who everyone is. Sorry, not Regina George, the best friend character uh, in that movie. Who's like the goth girl or whatever. Oh, okay. Janice Ian. Janice Ian. Yeah. Yeah. She's kind of like that is that she knows how everything works. And I found her just as condescending. (laughs) I love, I like that movie. I like, no, I like that movie. That's a great movie. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls is fantastic, and, but I just and I guess for the Janice Ian character, it kind of makes sense because she's been kind of scorned into that kind of yeah. cynicism. Whereas old Taylor looks like she's doing all right at school. She's <laughs> uh, you know, and just her the just how condescending she comes off in this movie is just like I I can't even deal with just about anybody in this movie. <laughs> I I think I think maybe. Like Vanessa Hudgens is like the only one that kind of comes out of this clean. Like I don't think she does a whole lot that's bad in this movie. No, no. They but, make her, uh, they make her extra virtuous because she used to be in a school in a church choir. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. It wasn't so much to show that she had a singing background; it's just to make her extra virtuous. Yep. So two weeks till the big game, and Troy barely makes it to practice. And the coach is, and, and or Troy doesn't make it to practice. And the coach, who we find out is Troy's dad, which, by the way, I didn't really ki- realize on until about three quarters of the way through this movie. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> I was like, wouldn't it have been a great You didn't twist? recognize it from the first when Troy was on vacation with him? Nope. Kind of weird like, to be going that. on vacation with your high school basketball coach. Ooh. Didn't clue in. But you know what's funny is I would have Got a real the fox twi- catcher thing going on. <laughs> oh, God. I would have loved the twist. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I would have loved the twist though if, like, um, we when we finally see Troy playing basketball, that he's actually really shitty at it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> the only reason why he's doing it is because his dad is the coach. <laughs> the only reason why he's in the spot that he's in is because his dad's the coach. Yep. That would have been great. <laughs> I've known a few guys like that. Oh man. Well, it's kind of yeah, and it's like a stereotype too, right? Mm. It's a stereotype because it really happens. Yeah. I played football in, in junior high and high school, and my brother played uh, baseball and football uh, junior high and high school, and we knew a couple of guys who were like, oh, you're in your spot because your your dad's one of the coaches. <laughs> <laughs> Not naming any names here. But... Yeah. Take that, John Stamos. You guys went to high school, right? But the coach wants his... The coach wants his players uh, out of detention, and he's arguing with the uh, with the arts teacher in front of the principal. Like, you can't take my guys. Like, we have practice, and the big game's in two weeks. And the principal's like, "Listen, I'm going to hear this measured argument now." Coach, how's the team doing? <laughs> like, that's his response to this whole thing. Um, and then, yeah, the the coach and the drama teacher are at odds because you know he's a jock and she's artsy. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, Taylor, the decathlon girl, is taking Gabby around the school, and she's like, "You know, you sure you don't want to sign up for the decathlon?" And she's like, "No, I don't want to do it." But tell me about Troy. And she's like, "Troy, uh, he's a dummy, and you're like in different worlds. Like to Troy, you're basically nothing." A thousand suns, <laughs> with the intensity of a thousand suns. But 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 Nathan, there's going to be college scouts at the big game. I don't know if you know this. They they only say it twelve times. Right. <laughs> uh, so Troy is finally like, you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna try to audition. I'm gonna go for it. So he backs out of practice by this very elaborate 
um, escape plan that he does. Like he like goes into a classroom and then comes out like the other door when Chad just so happens to get distracted by someone. Before, yeah, there's a weird, yeah, Chad gets distracted by this guy who just randomly does a weird handshake with him. Okay, Mariah also mentioned that too, so I'm glad. <laughs> he does like this just random handshake, and even Chad looks confused as to why this is happening. And then he just doesn't say hi, he doesn't say anything, just that the weird handshake, walks in, and then goes to handshake somebody else. That's what I used to do in high school all the time. Every time, just handshakes, handshakes all the time. It was so weird that I thought it was part of Troy's plan. Like, it just seems so out of place that I was like, oh, did he get that guy to distract Chad so he could get away? And no, that just nope. happened to happen. <laughs> yeah. Weird. Troy does get away. Um, I wrote down that he, he goes to quite the lengths that pe- so people won't find out he, he might be gay because apparently everyone thinks what he's doing is gay. Um, he tells the, the janitor uh, he took a shortcut or something. I got that. Yeah, yeah. yeah he went through the janitor and he's like, get out of here. And he's like, well, I'm just trying to find my class. <laughs> Um, and then we get the, uh, the bad auditions montage, classic staple. Oh my God. This, I, it was at this point I, I have noted there's still an hour and 15 minutes left. <laughs> or really? Cause it's at this point where I was like, I'm surprised at the restraint they had for not doing a singer, uh, singing so high pitch that they broke glass. The auditions joke. were, I, I did find this, uh, this audition ensemble, uh, to be a little, I don't know, weird. There wasn't any like obvious jokes that you'd expect. Well, there's it's it's funny because there's a couple of people who were in there that I know that when I was in when I was in high school that uh, my theater teacher would have been like, "You've got something we can work with," and they would work with them. This mm-hmm. this lady is she's doing the auditions like these kids should be classically trained already. <laughs> like yeah, there's she... one girl who has a crazy good voice that apparently would have lots of range, then the teacher, rather than going, you know what, I'm going to be a director, and I'm going to direct you to, to dial it back a bit, and maybe soften up a bit here, or make this a little sharper over here. No, no, no. That was something. You're... Keep... Yeah. And it's like... Oh, yeah. She's almost like... it's Well, she's like... It's parody level of like... It's almost like she is like in her own movie of like this person who is big on Broadway and then has to slum it and be a teacher for a while, and she just expects everyone to be as good as Broadway. I actually find the uh, the the music teacher on the Goldbergs, uh, Miss Cinnamon, to be a more realistic uh, high school music teacher than this lady is. <laughs> I I say the the interpretive dance uh, people should have won. By the way, this audition montage <laughs> that that was disturbing. <laughs> Speaking of disturbing, our next audition come in, and it's Sharpay and her twin brother Ryan, oh who are God. doing a song playing a couple. Mm-hmm. And they also note that every time there's a play, they are always the couple. They are always the leads. To which I noted, I really hope they took out all the romance, <laughs> all the scenes. I actually, my note here was during this thing is I'm getting a real kickboxing academy vibe off this thing. Yep. (laughs) And they sing a song called What You've Been Looking For, and it's just as weird as you think, just based on that title. (laughs) But I will say, uh, Nathan, because shortly after this, Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens sing like the the slower version of it. And if Mm -hmm. they had sang that version, it would have been 10 times creepier. (laughs) 
This is true. This is true. <laughs> uh, because we meet uh, Kelsey. She's like the little songwriter. She's she's you know performing on the piano. She's writing all the music, and uh, and Sharpay treats her like garbage. And here's the thing: this musical that they're supposed to be doing is a musical. What is it? That th- it's this. This girl wrote it. Oh, yeah, I know. But my question is, what is it? Because I don't know what this musical is. Based on the songs in it? The girl who, if we're just taking it at face value, that she wrote the entire musical. Mm-hmm. Uh, not just the, the songs, but also, you know, the, the dialogue and character-driven parts where people aren't singing. I don't know where this girl gets off talking to her like that. Because she's the one who wrote the goddamn thing. I mean, I think yeah, it's it's definitely like a uh, like that that portrayal of like a an egomaniacal actress, right? It's that, on like a he, but it's like on a high school level, obviously. And that's just it. Like this this theater teacher. I mean, I don't care how good this girl has been in the past with other uh, you know productions and stuff they've done. If I was in her position and she was talking to her like that, I'd be like, well, guess what. You're not in this year's production. Get the fuck yeah. out of my theater. Well, yeah, because it's not the same thing where, like, you know, if you have, uh, you know, uh, an A-list Hollywood star that they Even can throw their weight then, around. that bothers me to no, to, to no end. Oh, it's not. It's, I'm not saying as, like, a positive thing, but I'm just saying, like, they can they they can throw their weight around because it's like, you know, it's like that Bruce Willis story. Oh, who's your second choice for John McClane? You know what I mean? Like, there, there, there's things that they can do. I mean, sometimes you're just kind of stuck and you just kind of have to deal with it and move on. And then as soon as their movies start tanking, their careers are done. Um, But but they're doing that on like a high school level, which, like you mentioned, it makes no sense. And it also means this teacher is a horrible person. I have uh, when I was in university, I knew I knew people like like this Mm -hmm. Uh, who who and you could tell immediately that they had come from a, a high school uh, or even just a community where they had been the shit for the last three to six years. And then they get to uh, a university where folks are coming from all over, not just the country, but even the world with exchange students who might be considerably better than them. And as soon as they as things don't start going their way, who stand back, Jack. There's a hurricane coming through. Yep, there you go. Got it in. That's a solid. We that's a solid wrestling reference right there. We usually just go with the RKO. So yeah, she bitches out uh, this Kelsey girl, and then uh, Troy and Gabby are fine. Well, Gabby is like, okay, okay, I want to audition, and the teacher's like, no, no, it's too late. We must go. And drama waits for no one, which is bullshit. Absolute bullshit. Dramatically late entrances. Are you telling me that actors never show up late on set? Horseshit. Hmm. <laughs> I know firsthand that is horseshit. <laughs> it is absolute horseshit. It's absolute yeah. horseshit when it happens too. Fuck you, Jason Patrick. <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> um, he may have caused me to have a fifteen-hour day instead of a ten-hour day, but let's just move on. Did you get paid? Yeah, but I mean, you know, you make plans around what your day is. Fair. And it all worked out. He got fired. Mm. So <laughs> anyway, uh, Kelsey is like. This is my version of the song, but they don't want to do it. Do you guys want to sing it? And uh, Troy and Gabby start singing the slower version of the song that we just heard that the incestuous twins sing. Um, And then, of course, the teacher comes back in right at that moment and says, you have a callback. So 
Okay, so in this setting here, with the auditions, uh, the whole thing that Sharpay and Ryan have done, I, I will note this, I did love his jazz hands. Um, and then the, uh, <laughs> the, the, the song that, you know, uh, uh, Troy and Gabriella do, in this situation, I'm perfectly fine with these musical numbers because they are in a situation where people in normal life would be singing like this. Mm-hmm. I do take exception to the fact that they were all having given microphones, given that this is musical theater. Okay, and it's high school musical theater. You're not going to be using microphones. Why are you auditioning with microphones? It's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, they had like little headsets, didn't they? Uh, that that was later uh, okay. with, with the during the callbacks. Uh, mm-hmm. But during this, uh, they were they were all full on, you know, Partridge Family review <laughs> with microphones in their hands sort of thing. And just as weird, too. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, they, uh, she, the teacher comes back in and says like, you know, you've got, uh, you've got a call back because that's how these work. Yeah. Nathan, just deep breaths, buddy. I'm, 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 I'm going to get through it. Going to get through it. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, they're doing that and Ryan and Sharpay freak out because these other two got a call back and Ryan makes a great punked reference and is very excited that he might meet Ashton Kutcher, which I wrote down. This is made in 2006. <laughs> Was punked a thing in 2006? I think it was still kind of a thing. I'm pretty yeah. sure it was still a thing. Yeah, yeah, it was. It or it was at least recently canceled. Like it. I so think what it you're was... saying is that the that that reference in and of itself that was not age well because of you know watching it now. Ashton Kutcher hasn't been in anything in a long time except for Super Bowl ads with Mila Kunis and Mila Kunis. <laughs> <laughs> And that show that that got canceled because of Hyde. Oh, The Ranch. Right, The Ranch. Well, how could I forget yeah. about that? Yeah. I was thinking that more of a Sam Elliott show than <laughs> Ashton Kutcher show. You know what? I'm okay with thinking about it as a Sam Elliott show. <laughs> Instead of a Danny Masterson show? Yeah, let's not think of it as a Danny Masterson show. How about that? <laughs> I would like if they just replaced him with Christopher Plummer in every episode of that 70s show. <laughs> I think it would be great if they could just, uh, you know, be just to see how it would look if they took his his brother, Christopher Kennedy Masterson, oh. because they do have a very similar facial feature. Not they're not twins, but it would be interesting to see them superimpose his face over. To Did Danny he play? Masterson's. Didn't he play Malcolm's brother on Malcolm in the Middle? He was, yeah, he was the oldest on uh, Malcolm in the Middle, and he was also. Um, uh, the the Cheese Hut guy that Jackie cheated on Kelso with in that right. '70s show. He knew karate. I thought it, yeah, I remembered he was on that too. Um, so then uh, we get to another another big musical number here, uh, a song called "Status Quo," where they really mm. hammer home that this school is all about stereotypes. Again, very Mean Girls esque. Is that all the all the cliques kind of hang out together, and we have you know this this uh this this these bits where somebody is like you know. They're all t- talking about their secret, uh, their secret likes because they're like, "Well, Troy wants to sing, so listen, really, guys." Because the way they sing about it, it sounds like secret shames. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> they're like confessing. They're like, "Guys, I really like to bake." Well, it's funny because they're saying like, "Oh, I want to let out my secret," and and you know they're singing like, "Yes, tell us, tell us, unload." And there's like, "I like to bake," and they're like, "No, no, no, keep it to yourself, keep it to yourself," or yeah. whatever it is. Don't mess with the status quo. <laughs> There's nothing but net when I am in a zone and on a roll. But I got a confession, my own secret obsession, and it's making me lose control. 
stroll. Everybody gather round. Well, if Troy can tell his secret, then I can tell mine. I bake. What? I love to bake. Strudel, scones, even apple pan dowdy. Not another sound. Someday, I hope to make the perfect creme brulee. It's also kind of telling now because even now I don't think something like this would be a thing in high school, especially considering how kids now are very live your best life. Now, yes, but I think this because this would have only been oh, 2006. This would this behavior was still perfectly acceptable in high school. I was gonna say yeah. I I, I mean this is like a few years after I would have been in high school, but I definitely. Remember that everybody was in their own little groups and everything. Hmm. Um, so, you know, oh, I don't get me wrong. I'm pretty sure kids are still, they still kind of glom off into their own little groups and stuff like that. But I don't feel like if somebody was, um, if somebody was on like the, the basketball or football team and also enjoyed music or art, I don't think mm-hmm. they would be chastised as, as much. I'll tell you this. Yeah. I got some real weird uh, sideways glances being a guy who played football but was super into theater. Mm-hmm. So. And it's like, well, you know what you can do with uh, with those looks is... Uh... Stick them straight up your ass. That's right. Uh, I actually I watched I watched this on Disney Plus, but I watched it on my, my daughter's profile because I wasn't screwing up my profile with it. <laughs> It's like, oh, you want? Oh, here's some recommendations for you: uh, Avengers: Affinity War, Doctor Strange, High School Musical two. That doesn't fit. Doesn't fit at all. Are you sure you don't want to watch That's So Raven? Ah! Uh, it, it, uh, although I, I'm going on my way sometimes to screw up my own stuff because I end up watching like things that I watched when I was a kid. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nathan, for every Darkwing Duck, there's... <laughs> <laughs> it's like, ah, now I gotta watch, like, uh, you know, the two seasons of Gargoyles to, to balance it out. <laughs> I did start watching Darkwing Duck. I missed that show. Love that show. I actually I had that on DVD before, long before Disney Plus was a thing. Yeah, I had some of that, and I had some of and Chippendale, yep. and uh, I had the Tailspin. I, it, actually, uh, Patty, well... Patty technically owns DuckTales and Tailspin, but uh, um, I was the one who was like, we should get these and they will be yours. (laughs) I'll tell you, when I finally figured out that Baloo in Tailspin was supposed to be the character from the Jungle Book, my mind exploded. (laughs) You didn't know. You know what? I I often forget that I have so many years on you. (laughs) (laughs) But High School Musical. That was that was fun, wasn't it? Talking about Disney Afternoon for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> After they sing this song about the status quo and maintaining it, um, it all ends when uh, Gabby, aka Vanessa Hudgens' nachos, land on Sharpay's tits, and you know that's that's <laughs> how every musical number should end. Um, Apparently, also stoners are super judgmental because one of their one of them likes to play the cello, and they're like, "Ah, oh, dude, keep it to yourself." Oh, sorry, <laughs> Sk- skaters. Oh, well, well, you know why, though? It's because they're like, do you have to wear a uniform? He's like, yeah, I wear a suit. And he's like, dude, a suit? You're so bourgeoisie. <laughs> Sell out. 
I'm gonna go <laughs> gleam the cube. Oh, please. This this is what lead, leads into that movie. <laughs> so Chad is upset that Troy is doing music stuff because again, I don't know. It doesn't you can't be a jock and do that, dude. He's also upset that the other dude on the team likes to bake and he's like, but I make really good creme brulee. And he's like, ew, no. <laughs> I like when, when Troy asks him about it. The guy explains it to him and Troy's like, oh, that's really cool. Like, he's like super interested. In the, and, and then, of course, Corbin Blue is like, what the? Man, these idiots. I'm saying idiots in replacing of the words that he probably would have used in 2006. Yeah. Well, I yeah. mean, maybe if this wasn't on the Disney Channel, I feel like it might have been. Oh, if it, if this had been just a like a straightforward movie that was released to theaters by a, like a, a, a Miramax or something, <laughs> Buena Vista. <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know. If it, again, that would still be Disney, right? Um, but if it had been on the, like maybe their their Touchstone label or something, they might have uh, there might have been a little more stuff like that, and maybe even a little bit of swearing. But uh, we get a, l- a little a uh, little tiny subplot thread starting here because we're gonna see it again much later. But the dude who's like wants to bake, he goes to hit on uh, Sharpay, and uh, she says, "Evaporate, tall person," and walks away. Yeah. Also, I gotta say the thing with Sharpay and Ryan about making them like way too close. Does the mm. movie think that it can get away with that by making Ryan very flamboyant and possibly a gay character? Because I feel like that's what they're doing. Maybe because I definitely got that vibe off of him as well. But yeah, you know, there's still the other vibe. Yeah. Oh, definitely. But I feel like they're like, oh, well, if we just make him super clearly not into women, maybe it'll be okay. <laughs> Um, it's at this point we learned that the school has a greenhouse on the roof. This is I need to find I wanted to find out how rich this school district was. I'm just saying, I've never had a high school with a greenhouse on the roof. I never well, had a school where I could just go onto the roof. Yeah. Was it yeah, what that, movie that, was it that, that we did? In and of itself. We had one where there was a pool under oh, the hackers. Hackers had a pool. No, no, well, they they no, said there was a trick. pool on the roof. No, I'm thinking about there was a movie we we did, uh, Santa's I think Santa's sleigh. Yeah, there was a high school that had like a, a, a hockey arena yeah. attached, and then what was the one where they they opened the they opened the floor and the pool was underneath? I think that was Santa's sleigh. No, no, it wasn't. Was it whatever it takes? It was at a dance. That that's it. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That's it. Yeah. No. Just another super affluent school. And yeah. So yeah, giant hidden greenhouse on the roof that anybody again. Oh, and this is the thing. Troy is the only one that knows about it. Well, and and the the folks from the science club who helped them set it up. Yeah, but that's it because yeah. he's like, "Oh, this is my this is my secret place where I come to relax." And I'm like, "Okay, number one, no greenhouses at at these high schools, as we already discussed. But number two, somebody is finding that greenhouse. Absolutely, hundred <laughs> percent. Like, that's not going to be a secret for that long, dude. The only thing I can think of is that he he was trying to make reference to the fact that um his teammates and his coach and them don't know about it. Uh, because you know, if it's a greenhouse on the roof, pff, that's stupid. What would I would sweep basketball? What do we need to grow? Like we're not horticulturalists. I can't even spell Bo- horticulturalists. Chad, I'm even surprised you knew that word, dude. You're you're off the team. No, no, shut up. No, no, you're no, gone. Stoner would have disturbed the status quo. 
<laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> uh, and and so he's yeah he's up on the greenhouse. He meets with uh, he takes Gabby up there, and they're talking about like you know their stereotypes and how they're like I feel really comfortable around you. In any other movie, they would start making out at this point, but I don't yeah. even think they kiss in this entire movie. He kisses her on the cheek once later. Not even at the end? I don't think so. Mm. I mean, off screen, we knew they were. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, they're talking about that. And uh, and then we see them, like, sneaking around and rehearsing. Why are they rehearsing individually? Uh, someone calls him a f- freaky callback boy. I was like, that's the worst nickname ever. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. That's like some. That's like uh, a nickname somebody would make up if they like weren't quick on their feet. Now I understand why Gabriella would have been like if she was rehearsing her part alone, where she was rehearsing it. Because when we see her during this, she's rehearsing in uh, the girls' bathroom for the acoustics, mm-hmm. and that's when Sharpay hears it, and she goes in and she starts. Kicking stall doors open like a homicidal serial killer from a horror movie. Yeah, <laughs> I do. Th- I just think I just thought it was weird that they're uh, preparing to have a callback for a duet, and they're just like not, not meeting doing up, doing it together. Yeah, exactly. Especially <laughs> considering if, if it's if it's a duet um, that's intricate and uh, that is part of like you know the story, they are going to need to be able to get the timing down right and feed off of each other. If they have want even a shot of, of making it look good, yeah, you have to have chemistry. Yeah, but uh, and so then they, later physics, and then possibly geometry. <laughs> I don't know what they have in fourth period. Could be trick. I'm not sure. <laughs> see, oh, sounds see, like a horrible day because they're in high school. You see. Um. So Troy, Troy misses practice, and uh, then Gabby shows up shortly after, and I, she has this line. I laughed so hard because it was like the cheesiest fucking thing in the whole world because she goes she shows up and she's like huh so this is your real stage <laughs> i laughed so hard <laughs> like oh the most on the nose thing ever um but the coach shows up by the way his name is coach bolton which makes me laugh well the, troy's last name is bolton so yeah yeah but i'm just sense. thinking of like michael bolton as a as a high school coach <laughs> he wouldn't have been against troy singing no they should, have, they should have had Michael oh, Bolton I, play Coach Bolton. I think it would have been great if even if they couldn't have gotten him, if if Troy had been making his argument, because that happens in the next scene, where I was surprised they stopped short of, I just want to sing, Dad! <laughs> if he had he, just m- made the argument, what about Uncle Michael? That would have been amazing. Oh, I, I would have. this movie would have got a couple of points for me on that one if they had used <laughs> that line. So he doesn't say, I just want to sing, Dad, but he does say, I'm a playmaker and a singer. We do, though, have a, a weirdly threatening line where Chad is like, or I think it's Chad or it's someone else talking to Troy about how he's like, you know what? My mom, she loves Phantom of the Opera. She's seen it like 28 times, and she has a picture of the main guy. Do you know where she puts it? Oh. In the refrigerator. <laughs> in the refrigerator. She fell in love with Michael Crawford and put his yeah. picture in the refrigerator. <laughs> And th- and then he says, so let me ask you, because athletes go on cereal boxes. Do you want to be on a cereal box or in my mom's refrigerator? And I said, oh. you are going to murder him. <laughs> <laughs> that is um, that is some Jeffrey Dahmer shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put you in my mom's fridge. I, I, also, I also question the idea that 
yeah, okay, athletes go on Wheaties boxes, but but you know, professional bar- Broadway level musical people go nowhere except for people's fridges. Just in people's like, fridges. There's he's never on like billboards advertising him being in a play, wildly successful, selling out Broadway, being the next Hamilton. Nope, just chilling in a fridge. Okay. I we I did find out that the uh, the the librarian uh, in this movie is uh, named for what the musical teacher should have been named. Her name is Miss Falstaff. <laughs> I didn't catch that at all. Yeah, and at one point, uh, who someone calls um, Gabriella a high IQ temptress. 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 Yep. High IQ temptress. Okay. I would argue. Uh, I think it Sharp- was the dad. I think actually it was Coach Bolton that says that. Oh. Yeah. I mean, I think I think Sharpay because we do have that little thing where she's kind of hitting on Troy too. So I think she's the temptress in this movie. Hmm. But I mean that that plot thread is quickly. They said high IQ temptress though. Oh, okay, right, 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 yeah. right, right. Nathan, this is where the plan, the the conspiracy uh, starts coming together. Can we maybe get into this for the? Oh, how their friends want to sabotage their friends, quote unquote, happiness. That and just the mechanics of this whole thing. Oh uh, yeah, <laughs> because so they set up Troy to go to the locker room and all the, all his teammates are there. They're like showing him all these athletes that have never done musical theater. So that must be why they're such great athletes. It's a pretty false equivalent. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, look at all these great actors who never took the time to direct. Clearly Mm -hmm. directing is a waste of time, (laughs) (laughs) but, but yeah, he's like, and then look at this one, coach Bolton. That's right. Your dad. Meanwhile, Vanessa Hudgens is dragged into the decathlon meeting and Taylor is like, look at this dumb jock and look at all these great women that didn't need dumb jocks in their life. You could become a great woman like Oprah Winfrey or I don't know, Meg Tilly or some shit. (laughs) Megan Fox. (laughs) (laughs) Who the fuck is Meg Tilly? (laughs) That's for the patrons. Yeah. Uh, 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 Meg Foster. It's all of them. Meg Tilly, Meg Foster, Meg Ryan, Megan Meg Ara, Megan Fox, <laughs> Megan McCain. Uh, so, okay. So, during this whole thing, they're talking about, uh, well, especially when they're talking about the um, the athletes and how, you know, overpaid and they didn't, they've never done anything and they're lunkheads. And I'm like, do, does this girl not know of the amount of philanthropy that a lot of high-end or A-list uh, athletes do? I mean, I know we are constantly referencing uh, ref- wrestling and whatnot, but you think about the amount of um, make-a-wish things that uh, they say that John Cena has done. He doesn't have to do that. And that no. takes time out of his day, money for him to travel, to go to do these things, and a kindness of his heart. And so the idea that you know that people will often say that these these uh, overpaid athletes you know don't do anything is I, I it's a crock for the most part. Are there ones who don't do anything and just hoard money? Absolutely, but I don't feel that that is the rule. I think it's more of the exception. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, and you know whether it's for public image or not is another question. But I think some of them are genuine, at least. 
here's the thing even if it is just uh even if it's just, it's just a pr thing they're still doing something good yeah at the i'll best, argue john at the worst, i will argue it's a mixed blessing i will argue john cena is one of the people that i don't feel is doing it solely for pr because there are many times when he does it and it's not even like addressed like he doesn't talk about it it's not filmed no. it's not they just they will they'll make note of the amount of times he's done it but they yeah very seldomly do uh, are they like oh he's doing another one let's go film it and show it yeah, exactly. But High School Musical. High School oh. Musical. Um, mm-hmm. So this whole setup is they get Troy. They basically push Troy to the to the point where he's just going to be like, okay, whatever. Yeah, I don't care about the girl. I'm just there. And they to kind p- of American pie him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, film and they, in that they film him without his knowledge. Now, which he can see, right? He has to be able to see that. It is a giant laptop, and they <laughs> casually. It's not even just that. Yeah, it's 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 a it's a webcam, like an old school two thousand and six round top webcam that would sit on top of your laptop because this was long before the uh, the camera was built into the bezel of the uh, uh, the bezel rather of the laptop, and it is crystal clear. Hmm, which was not a thing in two thousand and six, and it's still kind of not right now. <laughs> No, I mean we have blips all the time. Exactly, um, and they send it, and they send it perfectly across the school on the Wi-Fi signal. I'm guessing. Are they not hooked up to the intra web? Yeah, <laughs> beamed into the room where uh, you know where Vanessa Hudgens is, and she sees this quote unquote confession, thinks it's genuine, and of course she's very sad. And then immediately Taylor is like, "All right, well, you want to go get a drink?" And she's like. My heart is in pieces. <laughs> what yeah. is wrong with you? <laughs> Just awful friends. Awful, awful terrible, friends. terrible friends. Yeah. So she takes she takes this time to uh, she has a solo uh, musical number. Sad and musical number. Yeah. I will say I think this is probably has the best singing in it. Mm. And she also walks by the most ridiculous promotional poster of the basketball team. <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, that's where I have this note. Again, how rich, seriously, how rich is this fucking school district? I just don't think anybody that wrote this movie has ever been inside a high school. I w- if they did, they went to a pretty affluent one in California. Mm. Because the high school I went to, yeah, we had we had pep banners, but they were hand-painted with, like, watercolors. <laughs> Um, we have our, uh, you know, obligatory quote unquote breakup scene where they're, she, Vanessa Hudgens just like, doesn't, doesn't tell him what's going on, but she's like, you know, we'll just do our own thing, whatever. It's fine. And, uh, Zach Efron plays some shitty distracted basketball. He's got the yips. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, they have a near reunion, but then they just <laughs> kind of look at each other and then keep walking. The cafeteria snub that shows his true Morrissey broken heartedness. Like you should just go home and write a song about standing in the rain and wearing black and being British, and then go on a weird rant on stage with Eric Clapton. <laughs> Morrissey, kids, Morrissey, check them out if you're if you're tired of living. That makes every song a little weirder now. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so and and finally, Chad and the team uh, apologized to Troy. Like, listen, I know we ruined your life, but oh, we're sorry. It's a pretty ham-fisted fucking lesson. I'm gonna tell you. I guess you can sing and play basketball. Whatever. 
live your best life like everyone's ever going to say that. <laughs> anyway, I got to go beat the shit out of someone in their car. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't he do that in freestyle? He, he does, because I remember when they, they had their blooper reel, I was like, man, if that blooper, if that had been a real thing, this movie oh, would have yeah. been super progressive. I forgot about that. <laughs> Meanwhile, Taylor admits that they manipulated uh, Gabby, and she's like, well, even if you set that up, he still said some pretty horrible things. And she's like, which, I mean, you, she kind of has a point. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. He still said, oh, I don't care about this girl. Uh, I'm just here to play basketball. Um, and she's kind of like, yeah, I'm still not uh, I'm still not really into him anymore. So Troy does the honorable thing and goes directly to her house. Yes. And her mom is like, yo, she's uh, she's busy. Uh, she doesn't she's not around. And he's like, OK, well, just tell her I came by. And then like a real creepo, he walks around the house to like the back where her bedroom window is and then yep. calls her. Yeah. <laughs> to give her the gift of acapella. Oh, yeah. Because he pops up on her balcony like fucking Houdini and just starts yep. singing. And I'm like. You know what? I understand why he was in that Ted Bundy movie now. (laughs) Jolly good. (laughs) Because I was like, I would be unnerved. (laughs) But yeah, they they do. They they sing their song from early from the beginning of the movie. They have their that's their little reunion. And finally, they're they're going back to rehearse again and they're getting ready and everything's going to go well. Right. Wrong because Sharpay is on the prowl and she says, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to convince the drama teacher to move the auditions to the same day as the basketball game and the decathlon so that they won't be able to audition. What kind of student has this sort of stroke in high school? The celebrity student. I guess, eh? And yeah, I know, right? It doesn't make any sense because she goes to the teacher and the teacher is like, well, if our star performer feels like that would be a good idea, I guess we have to do that. I'm like, no, you fucking don't. No, no, you don't. But luckily, Kelsey hears the whole thing, the uh, piano player, and she tells them like, yeah, uh, so this bitch about to screw you over. Um, and uh, it's all Sharpay's fault. So they're like, damn, what are we going to do? And just bef- before all this starts happening, we actually get a legitimate montage. Just before this. And I ha- I actually have a note here. Montage in a musical. Really? No one's singing the song that the- these other scenes are set to. They're just playing the song while they're having a montage. That is lazy. Sorry. <laughs> Continue. Um... So they yeah they got to figure something out. So the next day, I did think there was this kind of a cute joke uh, where the next day it's uh, the title card came up and said decathlon basketball game callbacks help. Yeah, I actually have a note here. That's that's actually not a, a fun joke. It's a legitimate cry for help for the person who had to do like the editing on this movie. <laughs> the editor and they were just like, well, I guess it also works as a joke. We'll keep it in. It's at this point where we start to see the plan come into motion. The nerds and the jocks have like a gift exchange, I guess, to distract everyone. We learn that Ryan can't read. They all have like letters on their shirts to be like, go team, go, or go drama oh, team, yes. or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and he's yeah. like, go, go, dre, dre me. And I'm like, if you're in the, if you're in drama, 
you have scripts, you have lyrics. How do you not like this? Doesn't make any sense. This doesn't. This doesn't work as a as a joke just because for that reason. Yeah, especially yeah, because yeah, he should be able to at least read a, a a script or the the lyrics that he's going to be singing. Um, we do have a nice tender moment with Coach Bolton and his son Troy, where he tells him like, "Hey, Troy, you know what I want you to do today?" And he's like, "You want me to win?" He's like, "No, I want you to have fun." Because I I change I turned a corner uh, with no motivation whatsoever. Yeah. Off, off screen, I, I <laughs> off turned screen. a corner off screen. Uh, I did some soul searching. Uh, <laughs> like cons- consulted my pastor. Uh, did some real, real uh, s- growing of the self, if you will. All off screen. All, all off off camera. <laughs> Much like next week's movie, all the good stuff happened off screen, right? <laughs> Uh, and then, and then we get another, um, so we see Sharpay and Ryan doing their, uh, starting to do their, uh, callback and they do this song called Bop to the Top. So not only is another song where they're playing a couple, which is already weird, they're also appropriating another culture. Yeah. It's, I actually have a note here, kind of a racist callback. A little bit. Yeah. A little Be- bit. Because she comes in with like the, the flamenco castanets and even this. Arriba! Yeah. 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 See, it's not egregious, but it's just it's it's uh, as CNC Music Factory once noted, it's a thing that makes you go, hmm. <laughs> yeah, it's something they wouldn't do if this movie was made now. I'll tell you that. Right. Um, Nathan, do you want to talk about the science in this movie that goes down at this point? Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, apparently, hacking is super easy. So easy. You just need a code transmitter. Right. To 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 <laughs> hack electrical switches. Hack the high school. Yeah, not, not how any of this shit works. Unless unless we, we are conceding to the fact that this is one of the most affluent school districts in all of America and all of the schools in two thousand and six are set up on a network connected electrical grid. <laughs> okay. What the fuck? was this because they go on the computer um so after gabby and all them they win their decathlon to be fair to be fair fair. the spinkler systems uh, in hackers uh in 1990 whatever was was set up on a a computer system that they could hack and and turn and set off I mean, I bet you uh, high school musical people were like, let's go, let's use the hacker's logic for this. Oh, this yeah. Scene. <laughs> but yeah, they do use a computer to shut down the power in the uh, in the gym. Again, it just says code transmitter. We see a bunch of wires and the power goes out um, and they got to evacuate the gym. This gives Troy and Gabby time to make it to the uh, to the callback. Mm-hmm. Their last minute rush. We again get a moment where the teacher is like, "You're late. Drama waits for no one." I again call bullshit. Um, but <laughs> the football t- or the football, <laughs> not football, basketball. The, the basketball team shows up, and the decathlon team shows up, united together, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. <laughs> Quit referencing far better movies. <laughs> Uh, they're, uh, they're all like there watching and they do, um, you know, Troy and Gabby do this song called breaking free, um, where it's about by them queen. breaking free of their stereotypes. Oh, oh what? I said by queen. <laughs> I want yeah. to break free. That would have been crazy if this was the only moment in the movie where they sang an actual <laughs> song that already existed. <laughs> 
It's like a real Rock of Ages moment here. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, they, they they sing this song. Actually, this is the kiss. This is the little cheek kiss that he gives her. I know because I noted it. I was like, oh, that was the tamest thing. Even for a Disney movie, like you'd think they'd have a a moment here. Mm-hmm. But um, <laughs> so they they win, right? I think we pretty much announced here they win. Maybe it's announced later, but either way, they win. Um, obviously. Um, we cut back to the basketball game, and it's like the least dramatic basketball game ever because it's just the last basket. I also have questions about how that scoreboard was hung. Oh, okay. Okay. In When I was in high school, and I'm sure with a lot of folks who were in, in high school, even probably when you were in high school, I don't know if you went to any basketball or, or wherever in the gym in general, just given your general look. Wow. <laughs> The scoreboard. <laughs> the scoreboard was hung on the wall, wasn't it? Um. Yeah. No, I think so. Usually protected by a, a mesh barrier yep. to prevent errant basketballs from flying into it and and breaking the uh, the light bulbs that were used to power said scoreboard. Mm-hmm. The scoreboard at East High is uh, apparently lowered at a 45-degree angle between the bleachers and is perfectly visible at almost eye level to the basketball players who are on the court. Yeah, uh, now that you mention it, that was a little that was a little weird. Wouldn't it be great if they had set it up like Madison Square Garden? And you're just like, how rich <laughs> is this high school? <laughs> so I've already been saying that, so... <laughs> The, yeah, the basketball game ends. They win. We, sh- we just see the last like basket. Uh, again, no drama whatsoever. Um, no. Sharpay shows up, and she's like, break a leg. And they're like, what? She's like, that means good luck in the theater. It was a close one. I almost thought she was going to be mean. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Chad and Taylor are just going to be a couple now because, okay. <laughs> That's not really set up at all. Um, and then the guy that, that bakes stuff comes back and he starts hitting on Sharpay again, but she's like, uh, no, but Ryan is all about the baked goods because he's coded as gay guys. (laughs) Just, just so you know. And so she's Um, like nice ish, I guess now. Yeah. But as, as far as I know, as far as I know, based on uh, what Grant told me, the, the, our, our wonderful patron who picked this movie, he has seen all three and he says that in the sequels, um, she is just a villain again, so. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we'll find out soon. Don't worry, Nathan. I actually have now, have my next, now it's drumline. Yeah. <laughs> the big ensemble number. Because yeah. Zac Efron gets the game ball and he's like, uh-uh, I'm giving it to you, Kelsey, because you're the real playmaker. Fucking loathsome. And then we sing, we're all in this together now and then, da, 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 dot, dot, dot. Yeah. <laughs> it's a ridiculously big ensemble music now musical number um yeah. with the greatest white boy dancing in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> um and then you think you think it's all over at this point, but we get a post credit scene, Nick Fury shows up and he's like, I'm putting together a high school. <laughs> no. No. You know, you you joke uh, but there is a Spider-Man series on Disney Plus where that that sort of thing actually kind of happens. That sounds fantastic. Yeah, Spider-Man has to uh has to get along with like Nova and Iron Fist and Power Man. 
and a couple others that I can't remember off the top of my head. But we do get a, we do actually get a post credit scene because Sharpay apparently has tasted some of that baking and turns into a psycho stalker in like a minute because she comes back after that dude that baked it, baked it for her and she's like basically essentially like I must have you. Yes. <laughs> and that's how the movie ends. No, no, it doesn't. His parting oh. line is actually maybe I'll make her some creme brulee. Which I was like, is that entendre? Because he does explain oh. what a creme brulee is earlier in the movie. That it is a custard-filled, yeah, dessert that's rather satisfying. Why? Yeah, right? What? That's filthy. I miss that. That's that dirty. Filthy. <laughs> oh. High School Musical. High School Musical. Nathan, is this movie... Worth the watch. A drunk watch with friends. Would you inflict head trauma to forget it or avoid, like, the plague? Okay, so despite despite my bias uh, towards live-action movie musicals, right. I'm not going to say avoid, like, the plague. I'm surprised. However, I will probably be attempting head trauma to forget it. So much so, again, like I said, um, watched it on my daughter's uh, Disney Plus profile and not mine. So there's no proof except for this podcast that I spent the last an hour and 20 minutes talking about this movie that I ever watched this movie. <laughs> Nathan, how come you haven't sent me your audio file yet? <laughs> <laughs> it's on its way. <laughs> um, that is actually the most shocking revelation of this episode. I, I, I thought you had that, uh, that, uh, that rating all geared up and ready. But that's the thing. Like All musicals and... Uh, Again, this one gets it gets a pass in a couple of places as far as the musical numbers go because they are set in a theater and it is a situation where people are should be um, or at least realistically would be singing. All right. Now, if we th- if I think about other ones where people are like at the mall and and a, a, a full on choreographed dance and song number break out. With people who don't even know the main characters, who are clearly extras, know all the steps and the backup harmonizing chorus, that, that, that really puts me off. This one here, as, as annoying as it is, uh, as, as, you know, uh, Disney, uh, original Disney Channel movies go, it's still, the, the music that's used within it is not used so out of place that it, it it's constantly taking me out of the movie mm-hmm. because they're where it's done is is done in you know a setting that they would be singing at first they're singing karaoke okay the basketball one was a little out of place and the cafeteria one about the status quo also a little out of place but all the other ones are all in the theater yeah true so yeah um well and vanessa hudgens uh, solo number was just her singing too but at least it was just mm-hmm. her singing that could uh, yeah, possibly by her, happen by herself yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, well, um, Nathan, I, <laughs> I think this won't surprise you, but I'm going to say worth a watch, baby, because okay. um, here's the thing. I'm fully aware this is not a well-made movie. <laughs> this is this is a bad musical. And for some reason, I don't know what it is, but during this quarantine, bad musicals have just been my go to. Um, <laughs> 
I like good musicals too, but bad musicals have been like my bread and butter. I've been watching a lot of them. So I've been enjoying, like, I, I don't know. I've seen Grease 2 quite a few times. And full disclosure, I saw, I've seen Grease 2 uh, probably more than I've seen Grease. Uh, <laughs> because when I was a kid, and I was actually quite enthralled uh, by anything musical. Mm-hmm. So when Grease 2 was on CTV <laughs> as the movie of the week, because that's how things used to work back then, uh, we, uh, I, you know, I got my mom to tape it on our, our VCR player. And uh, yeah, my brother and I watched Grease 2 several times as children. I think more so it's because you just wanted a cool rider. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer in that movie. Whoo. It, it, it's, it's, it's really interesting because my brother and I saw that. We saw Grease 2 long before we saw Grease. When we saw Grease, we were like, wow, that, I guess Grease 2 is a, kind of a pile of garbage. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Grease 2 was the bad one. <laughs> I get it now. <laughs> we talked about the high school musical. We're going to take a brief break. We will be right back. What were they thinking? It's time. Let's check our cue, baby. Pair it with a couple brews, baby. We love good movies. We love the bad ones, too. So we watch them all and pass their lessons on to you. Oh, yeah. Everything I learned from movies With a one last plot holes a gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy with your friend Stephen At eilfm.podbean.com And we're back. Yes, we are back. Nathan, it's time for the low haiku. So why don't you tell the good people what the low haiku is all about? Well, the low haiku is uh, 17 perfect syllables, a poem, if you will, uh, not set to any music whatsoever, uh, about the movie we've just spent the last hour and 20 plus talking about. All right, I'll uh, I'll read my haiku here. (laughs) High school musical. We're all in this together. Trauma bonds us all. Even though I still said worth a watch. Okay. Wooden acting tree, known by the name of Zacky E. Same with freestyle Lee. I wanted to go with a real uh, Kerouac beat poet feel there. Kerouac. Sounds like it would be problematic just from the title alone. I don't even know what it's about, but I'm like, ooh, that sounds like a 70s movie that they were like, trying to throw under the rug after. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Nathan, we uh, we talked about High School Musical, but what do we always say? 
Well, we always sleep. Don't take a word for us. That's right, folks. Don't take our word for it. Uh, Nathan, this uh, people liked this. Yeah, um, uh, guys. Uh, yeah, I appreciate the, the, the being a patron. Um, mm-hmm. you know, good, good, helping us uh, keep the lights on and and all that stuff. But um, this thing's genuinely fresh, and I don't mean by like just a little. Well, I mean, I think the critics is ju- by just a the little. The critics is just a little, but this, the the audience is not. And then the preceding ones certainly are not. Yeah. So what do so, we got? What, what do the critics think of this movie? The critics gave it a 63. Now, again, that's 63 out of 19 reviews, though. It's a low number of reviews, so yeah. it, because it's a direct-to-television movie, it probably wouldn't have gotten a ton of coverage by, like, you know, uh, Roper or Ebert.com uh, or, uh, you know, or e- you know what, even um, Gene Shalit. Uh, yeah. although, although I could see him having a great time reviewing this. <laughs> <laughs> and then the audience? 74%. Which yeah. I, I over two hundred and fifty thousand ratings. It's seventy four percent out of two two hundred and fifty thousand ratings. There's definitely some people remembering watching this when they were at the right age to watch it. Yep. Um. All right. Well, let's get into some of these uh, critics' reviews here. Um, okay, so Anita Gates of the New York Times says it would it would be unfair not to salute the movie's message about broadening one's horizons and not being limited by stereotypes or peer pressure. But when an admirable message is packaged in such trickle, it just makes the message seem trickly too. Okay. Uh, well, uh, uh, Screen It staff uh, from Screen It, that's <laughs> convenient, uh, wrote while it will inspire more than a few choice eye rolls from parents, the messages are far healthier for kids, particularly at the impressionable tween stage uh, than many of its competitors. And that is a fair point. Yep. Is that a positive or a negative? It is a positive. Oh, okay. Uh, Nick Levine of Digital Spy also sa- uh, also gives a fresh review, but he says High School Musical is kitsch, sexless oh i thank god and hopelessly cliched but it manages to offer a giddy sense of fun to a generation that's overdosing on seriousness uh michael drucker of ign movies uh writes up up down down left right left right sorry no um unless you have a kid under the age of seven you'll probably find high school musical a little too cheesy for its own good so this is a takedown here. Scott Weinberg of DVDtalk.com says, A schmaltzy little piece of obvious fluff that's directed in truly horrendous fashion and populated by cardboard characters who spit out simplistic platitudes and breathy pop tunes. And that's still a 2.5 out of 5. Yeah, so it's, it's just barely a rotten review, eh? Something got, got to him. Um, Ryan Cracknell of movie views uh he had a positive view on it writes pop fluff intended for kids stuck between Dora the explorer and gossip girls uh consider it a bonus that it's tolerable if not fun for the rest of us as well 
I think Ryan was definitely in your camp for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, let's see here. Let's get into the audience reviews. Uh, da, 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 da. <laughs> well, Daniel F says uh, gives it four and a half out of stars. And he says, this is one of my favorite musicals with a great cast such as Zac Efron and Vanessa Hudgens and some of the best songs I've ever heard in a musical. By the way, number one, a great cast. You don't, and you just list the two actors that everyone knows. Like, come on, dude. <laughs> Who are you kidding? And some of the best songs I've heard in a musical. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that's, a, that's a wide range of material you're, you're going for there. <laughs> Uh, well, I have one from Emily Ble- Emily B. Emily I'm Blunt. Assuming, I'm assuming it's Emily Blunt. Yeah. Uh, and she writes, High School Musical is the best. And people, too, and music, and two Ashley Tisdale, and Lucas, the hey, T-H-A-Y, did a lot hard work to be in the movie. And I want Lucas to stay as he has lots of fans and I believe him. I believe him. Um, did he do something dicey? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> that makes me sad. That makes me feel like uh, there's like a thing where uh, she's like, I believe Lucas. Hashtag. I don't know either. It says, and to ta- Ashley Tisdale and Lucas. <laughs> she's like, hold on. John K is calling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Quinto S gives it, again, four and a half out of stars. And Quinto says, this movie is cool. It is a musical. The actors sing very well. It is a romance. When they are happy or sad, they sing. It is very cool. Um, okay. By the way, I um, just want to note, I forgot to mention this, but I think Zac Efron is the only one in this movie not doing his own singing. And it's just for this one. Because the note said on, on Wikipedia, where I do all my research... Um, <laughs> so reliable <laughs> that they were looking for a specific I, I don't remember if they said they were looking for an alto and he was a baritone or vice versa they were and, and they were like we we wanted the tr- the character of troy to be this so we had to get someone else to do his singing voice i'm like the character of troy rewrite it <laughs> it's not like a it's not like you're remaking like little mermaid and people are like well that's not what that character sounds like like, right. Just decide whatever you want them to sound like. Who cares? <laughs> also, people getting mad over Little Mermaid casting need to probably just get out of their basements. <laughs> uh, Matt G. I'm assuming it's it's Matt Groening. Okay. Uh, writes: High School Musical is to Disney Channel movies what the Sex Pistols are to punk. Both are hugely popular, undeniably influential, and nearly all the copycasts that follow them are much better. Zombies, Descendants, Teen Beach. This Grease without the subtlety bore a a bore has a few problems. Bad songs, lack of self-awareness, disastrous adult acting. But its biggest is Ortega doesn't utilize his signature tool, great choreography. Still, it gave us Zac Efron, who was a worthy star from moment one. Okay, this is this review is something else. I think I might just finish with this review here. Uh, this is from Lucy P, and uh, she gives it five out of stars. 
This movie was so amazing, and all you haters can suck my butt because even their acting, even when they were acting in the movie, was amazing. Like, dude, there's no punctuation. Like, dude, you can't expect that from high school students. So, like, I loved it, and when y'all are dead in the grave, I will be singing all their music while dancing on your mofo's grave. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. If you could just forward a picture of you and your butt, Lucy, um... Never mind. Oh, uh, no, I don't like where that started <laughs> at all. <laughs> I mean, she put the offer out there. so Yeah, suck my uh, butt. Um, <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm wondering is, we all just went to her TED Talk. Are we going to get a bill in the mail? or? Like, <laughs> uh, Sam W., I'm assuming it's Sam Watterson, <laughs> from Law & Order, <laughs> writes, High School Musical? It's a tough film to sit through to the end, but thanks to a super cliched plot and cheesy characters, but has great songs to ease the pain. Withdrawn. Um, I guess it's at this point, Nathan, where, um, I guess it's at this point, Nathan, where I just, uh, do you, uh, do you want to ask me anything? Uh, I will be more than glad to ask you during this whole situation where we have to stay inside and entertain ourselves. What you watching, bud? Well, <laughs> funny enough, I watched this the same day as High School Mu- High School Musical uh, when I was watching it for this podcast, and it was not intentional that these two were kind of linked. But I wa- I rewatched the movie Carrie. <laughs> <laughs> which oh, couldn't okay. be any more different of a high school movie than high school musical. Um, but yeah, Imagine I mean, it's... put some tunes into that. Holy. Uh, yeah. Right. <laughs> Get like napalm death. To do that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the 1976 carry. And I actually forgot how well that movie moves. Like that mm. is a 90, that is a tight, like 98 minutes of movie. Yep. And it just like it it pops, man. It still it still holds up to this day. Um, the reason I watched it is because Mariah is actually uh, reading a bunch of Stephen King books, and anytime she reads one where there's a film adaptation, we stop and watch the movie. So Carrie was the one that we were uh, that she had just finished. Um, I am not looking forward to when we get to some of the lesser ones, but hey, what are you gonna do? That <laughs> was that was actually the the first Stephen King novel I ever read. Oh wow, there you go. It's a great movie though. Can't wait to get to thinner, baby. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a Richard Bachman book. So <laughs> that's what I'm watching, bud. What about you? What have you been watching, bud? Well, you know what? Um, there was a, a movie that came out uh, during uh, all of this, or well, just before all this. But I got around to watching it during all this. Uh, at the time, it was on Netflix. Unfortunately, it's not on there. But I do recommend kind of tracking it down, especially if you're into like uh, I don't know, like <sighs> hip hop or rap battles and stuff like that uh very similar to kind of like an an eight mile type feel it's called versus uh stylized vs and uh the reason why i got into it is because uh there's uh, an artist by the name of shoddy hara who i was been absolutely taken by this guy this uh, got some pretty fantastic uh uh stuff out there and he's got a really good album that's not uh, like the straightforward hip hop album called Salt of the Earth. He's in this movie. Um, it's basically about this this kid who is bounced around from foster home to foster home. And uh, the latest one where he kind of lands in, uh, lands him in a community that has a bunch of kids who are into 
uh, you know, rap battles. And it kind of goes into the, you know, the intricacies of of that. Uh, sorry for the slurred speech. I have been drinking. Uh, <laughs> it goes into the intricacies of that. Um, fair warning, it's got some pretty heavy uh, British accents like uh, Cockney. And uh, so you're definitely going to want to have the subtitles on if you do manage, if you do decide to track it down and watch it. But, uh, it it was, it was fun and I had a good time watching it. Uh, my wife did not, uh, (laughs) simply because she could hardly understand what anybody was saying. (laughs) Okay, cool. So versus and Carrie. So Nathan, now we need to talk about what's coming up next week and it is another Patreon pick. Um, so why don't you give us a little hint ski, a little hintaroo as to what is to come. Ah, Crap, I didn't think it was possible to roll a negative five. Boom. All right, uh, on that note, uh, Nathan, is Montrose Monkington around to say a few things? He he is, he is. Okay. I'll get him just a sec. Hello? It's your good friend Montrose Monkington III here, enjoying my hiatus. I, I, I do apologize for the inactivity on my, my uh, YouTube channel, uh, as I am uh, taking some new direction in this new year. Uh, but do do stay tuned uh, for some interesting uh, things that will be different uh, than me just watching uh, pay-per-views. But if you would like to, to review uh, some of my pay-per-view reviews, uh, you can go on to my uh, YouTube channel, Montrose Monkington TV. Uh, you can also be friends with me on Facebook uh, in the group Montrose Monkington III Esquire and Friends. And finally, uh, you can also tweet at me uh, at Montrose the Third. That's the number three R D. Thank you. More later. Find us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. WWTT Podcast. Patreon.com slash WWTT Podcast. Redbubble. T Public. All that stuff. Age of Radio. Big time. At www.ageofradio.org slash what were they thinking. That is our home base, but you can find us on any podcast app of uh, your your choice. Of course you can. You're listening to us right now on that app of your choice. Um, Yeah, that's it. Uh, I guess I I just have to uh, wonder if... I'm just wondering if you have any questions, Nathan. I got a couple. Okay, sing them. In a movie... Where there are nary an adult to be found. Mm-hmm. With the exception of a principal looking like a microwave John Cho. Yes. A drama teacher and a basketball coach. That's correct. And with a movie where we're told to keep it to ourselves. Not to... Disrupt the status quo. No, no, no. Well, my friend. Well, Brendan. Yes. I simply. Tell me. I gotta know. You gotta know. What were they thinking now? Whoa, whoa. What were they thinking now? It's funny when you find yourself looking from the outside. Standing here, but all I want is to be old.